How y'all doing? How y'all feeling? Well, I'm so glad that y'all are here. You know, I really appreciate the support and the encouragement. It's really important, um, especially right now with all that's going on. CJ here, and this is the sound of black and brown. Friends, thank you so much for your continued encouragement, empowerment, and support. I am going to say tonight's topic may be a little sensitive to some listeners, so listener discretion is advised. Tonight we're going to be talking about a situation that's affecting a very dear friend of mine, um, and one that I don't know if we talk about enough. I feel like we kind of normalize certain things. Um, and, you know, we are in a society where um, judgment is cast upon us real quick and real easy. Black and brown people are very easily and quickly stigmatized and criminalized. But watching this play out right now as Muslims are fighting for their voices to be heard. Hashtag free Palestine. You know, um, and this is a real thing, right? The fight for equity, the fight for respect, inclusivity. All these states like to say these words. When people go for election, they like to say, yes, I care about the people. Yes, I, I care. I care. I love you. I'll pose in this picture with you. Um, you know, all these different things, right? Um, but then when you need them to support you with other things, they disappear. They do things at their leisure, Let's not forget here, people, we put these people in power. It's our right and our duty to hold them accountable. Legislators kind of just get elected into power and think that's the end of it, you know? And that's part of the reason why we're here now. And that's part of the reason why we're having a lot of the reason why we have to have the conversations we're having, okay? Now, a lot of folks recently decided to pay attention to Gaza, which is nice. Gaza is the world's largest prison. Let's not forget that. What do people mean by that? I mean, how would you feel if every day all you heard was gunshots and the smell of blood and the scent of fear? Because that's really what surrounds the people of Gaza, fear. That's what they have to live by. And so um, they have to deal with very restricted resources. Uh, the media is skewed against them. You know, I mean, it's as if, you know, I've, I've seen comments that just made my stomach hurt. And what we're seeing right now from a good friend, genocide and Biden, is a complete lack of respect for humanity. We, where, where has humanity gone? Right. And while some of us may think that what's happening in Gaza doesn't pertain to us, I'm here to tell you you're wrong. It does. Sunday, um, you know, I described this. Sunday for you all. We had a very special guest here, a mother, someone who has been advocating for her boy for the last 20, close to 30 years, 28 years, right? That's a mother's love in full action. Why was she doing this? Well, Leona Brando's son, John Diaz, his story is not that as uncommon as you may think. See, 28 years ago, or a little more than that, actually, you know, John fell in love with someone who he thought he would be with for the rest of his life. What happened next, you know, is a, it's a tale as that, right? But it happens, and it happens a lot to our black and brown men. And what we have to do is to be okay with the fact that this happens. And especially for our young people, if your parents are warning you about someone, you might want to, you might not agree, but you might want to listen. 
right? I, I dare to tell you that perhaps that warning doesn't come without reason. Okay, hey Mubak. You know, so we have to be conscious of that. So in this story, um, you know, unfortunately, Leona's son fell in love with this woman, a white privileged woman with privilege and place, well-connected. Whereas he comes from a West Indian, he's Cape Verdean. Um, he has Cape Verdean roots, he has black American roots. You know, so the odds were against him from the jump. And, you know, he was in love with her. He swore this would be it. Now, all of us to different degrees, whether we want to say it out loud or not, we have our varying degrees of mental health capacity and wellness. And, you know, John was no stranger to that. He was in love with this woman. She's the love of his life. She's who he's going to be with, or so he thought, until he found out that this whole time she was playing him for a fool. What? Yes, you heard that, playing him for a fool. So, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm human. I checked, you know, I don't know how to tell you. And I can't imagine what was going through his. So just imagine, here he is, he's in love with this woman. And he thinks, you know, this is my future. This is who I'm going to be with, right? This is it right here. And in a tale as old as slavery, right? Because this happened to our men. I mean, and we act like it doesn't happen and we need to stop that. Because a, a lot of us, including women, we talk about, you know, the domestic violence toward the women, which I cannot say that that is wrong. As uh, an essay survivor myself, most definitely we need to talk about, you know, we need to talk about that, right? However, let's not ignore our men. Um, let me just sidetrack for a second to make it real. Just recently, there was a story. See, when the celebrities do it, you all, you all think it's cool, but it's not. Um, I don't know if you know who Evelyn Lozada is, uh, even Will Smith. People are speculating that Jada Pinkett and Evelyn Lozada, you know, were abusive towards these men that they were with. Nobody questioned it because they're, they're beautiful women. You know, they have their reach in community. So for all intents and purposes, why would they lie about something like that? But why would the media perpetuate the negative side? Because it benefits them. Let's go to Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez, also similar story. Nobody said that what he did was right. But again, it came down to having a relationship with someone that led him behind bars. In John Diaz's case, um, it wasn't just that he would end up behind bars, but it was also that Unfortunately, is what he did that led him there in the fit of rage and love. Let's be real. Don't judge nobody. We all do things we don't like to talk about out loud. So please save your judgment for someone else. This man killed who he thought was his partner. I'm not saying it was right. I'm just telling you what happened. It was a case of mistaken identity. He was never given an opportunity to share his side of the story, what led him there. While he has his mental unwellness, this was not, this is not the whole story. I can't divulge more than that because the person who should, she'll join us soon. And I'll tell you about that in a second, um, which will be his mother, right? Um, because when people do things like this, these, these love things, I mean, you got to look at the backstory, man. 
there's a story there and sometimes certain things could have been prevented in this case there was no history of um, any type of abuse or evidence of let's be clear about that by him john diaz toward the woman there was no evidence of you know anything to that he really like you know his mental health not the best he heard the news he realized or he it 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 drove him to the point of saying, oh, so I'm not good enough, huh? I'm not good enough. You ever felt like that? I know I have a couple times. I didn't say I would do what he did. I just said I felt like that. So calm down. Now, that being said, his mother, Leona Brando, after he was sentenced, would make it her life's work. Let me just pause right there. Do you understand what I'm saying? 28 years ago, this happened. Our court systems were different. So, you know, just imagine what she had to deal with as a black single mother. Use your imagination. Hmm. That's not a pretty sight, I'm telling you. And so she would fight for the right to see her child. Now, Susan Barowinski, like I said, if you're not familiar, Aaron Hernandez was also there. Now, let's go back to Aaron. So Aaron was actually the most famous inmate they've had, former NFL player, who was found dead. However, through her advocacy work for her son, um, Leona would go on to start her own podcast. She also has one. It's, um, it's called Shedding Light. I dropped the link. I'll drop the link when this episode is published. It's called Shedding Light. It's on Blog Talk Radio. And you have to love what this woman does. This is her only child. She never said she expected him to be free. She just wanted to see him, right? And she knew he had mental health issues, right? But there were certain rights that were denied to him. Listen, just because somebody is behind bars doesn't mean they don't have rights. I mean, y'all motherfuckers going ahead and letting Donald Trump walk around like it's nobody's business. I know about brothers and sisters serving time for some bullshit, right? Just to go off a little bit. You don't need to put people behind bars for a suspended license, stupid. That's dumb. And some of these possession charges for marijuana, I mean, I'm surprised we haven't taken the streets demanding that we free our people because we have people serving time for, for really dumb shit. Not everybody behind bars. I'm not saying people didn't deserve to get arrested. I'm not saying people weren't supposed to be guilty. Again, I'm an essay survivor, right? So I'm not going to say that. What I'm saying is at the same time, that system has been skewed against black and brown people. Okay. Now in saying that, here's the story with this kid. He's a poor West Indian from, well, a, a poor black man from a West Indian background. Let's put it like that. The judicial system doesn't ask us our gender, our mental health. It doesn't care about those things. It sees our skin. All right. And let me just add this. He's well-built. So use the imagination. Here's this well-built dude, right? And this crime is committed. So, so you really think they give a fuck about anything else? No, not at all. Because they saw all they needed to see. Let's go back to Aaron Fernandez. Remember, this is an NFL player, football player. Tall. You know, he's stout. Well-built. Same like John Diaz. Same. Do you see a pattern here? Or am I the only one? Okay. Now, in the news, Aaron Hernandez, from his time of being uh, put behind bars, I never said I was here other than to talk about what happened, so don't come for me. 
right? Because people didn't take long to criminalize him. All of a sudden, as is what happens to many of us who fall from grace, they don't take long. You all need to understand something. The media in the United States is mostly right wing. Podcasts like this and Shedding Light, those are the grassroots ones. That's the people people. Fox News boycott Fox News, by the way. CNN boycott that too. They show you certain things. The mental slavery is real. I could attest to Connecticut. I could attest to New Haven. WTNH is right wing, right? We even have some alleged liberals posing as being left, but they're not because, again, you can't get more mad and more involved in my cause than me. I need my black and brown people to understand what I just said. Stop selling off your place in the movement. Don't let them do that to you because these white saviors, I keep trying to tell you all, but again, maybe, maybe I learned it different because the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, the camera is the what? It's a narcotic. Malcolm warned you all about the white liberals. So did Martin Luther. So did James Baldwin and Angela and Huey. Okay? Che did. Fidel did. Mandela did. If you know those names, we're on the same page. We're good friends now. Right? The point I'm trying to make here is know your place in the movement. You don't know how to do something? Find the peers and connect with your peers who look like who like you who do, or try to figure it out together. That's okay. You have to start somewhere. But don't give up control. Don't give up your voice. And these liberals will do it in different ways. I'm not saying that you would not have allies who are there for you. The ally who is there for you will support you. What does that look like? It looks like them not taking a place in your movement. It looks like them not showing up to your rally with their picket signs to hand out. That's what it looks like. It looks like them saying, I don't need to speak at this event. Please give it to someone else. Okay. It looks like them respecting what you're doing. It looks like genuine help and not agenda. Now, in the case of Leona, her son gets put behind bars at uh, Susan Barowinski. And, you know, she's been fighting to see him. Ten years it took for her to see her son. What's wrong with that picture? Going back to Aaron Hernandez, from the minute he went there, he was a headline. Like I said, the most famous prisoner they have. Now, while the media focused on him, there's other things that did not get attention at all. Oh, wait a minute. What do you mean? Let's step away from Sousa Barowinski for a second. Let me tell you something. Just because somebody's behind bars does not mean they're not human. All right? While I know some correction officers who do their job and just their job, meaning they don't harass people, assault them, piss on them, rape them, turn the other way, engage in corruption, abuse their power. Do you see do you see what I'm saying? Show up to work with SWAT stickers on their bodies so they know. They could threaten you, right? Let's not forget January 6th. There were a lot of people who had, you know, these types of jobs and affiliations, man. They just don't want you all to know that. They don't want you all to know that because it will piss you off. Because, again, when they roll through the hood, they're picking up anybody. You feel me? You just had to look that way and they're picking you up. <laughs> Shit, right? 
you you looking too Negro. Here, come here, come here. They'll start the shit. They'll park their car and just sit there just so you know they're there and hand you that PTSD. You see? Now, with Aaron Hernandez, there was more conversation about him being a celebrity behind bar, bars as they, you know, in comparison to talking about what he was saying about being behind bars. <clears throat> Excuse me. I never, at least in my opinion, this was not about him saying he shouldn't be there. That's separate. We're talking about how they were treated. Now, we didn't say that he deserved to have a Hilton suite behind bars. Nobody said that. But I don't know if you ever saw some of the pictures of inside these prisons. See, other networks like that, um, other white media-driven one, E&E, like to show specials of how, you know, they have people going in undercover, most of whom are military-affiliated by way of police or some other form of, you know, protective services, right? So, wow, what an objective opinion. You're right. And they go into these jails and they attempt to mingle and allegedly identify the issues. But you see, a is careful. They only show you certain things. They ain't going to show you, you know, what the cells look like. You telling me a prisoner got eaten, eaten alive by bed bugs and that just happened out of nowhere? Do you realize how long that had to be there for that, hap to, that for that to happen? Okay. The lack of clean drinking water. Some people drinking shit water. Right? Sometimes the pipe bust, they don't give a fuck. Women using whatever they could find to make tampons. What? Huh? No. Okay. Let's pause here for a second, people. Why are we glamorizing prison, though? If this was a system made for reform, then what's it really reforming? Seems to me all it's doing is strengthening the wealth gap. That's all it's doing. It's making sure that poverty line stays strong. We need them people to be on food stamps and government assistance. We need to have people who get arrested for bullshit, a bad choice, wrong place, wrong time, shouldn't have ran that light, probably should have paid attention to the road instead of their phone. I mean, like I said, some of the states, some of the stuff they're throwing people in jail for is dumb. It's really bad. So before you go off on a high horse and you hear the word jail or incarceration and you decide that you know everything, you know absolutely nothing, you know nothing what it's like for someone to come out of being in prison and now they have to identify themselves all over again. They got to be careful who they're with. They got to be careful what they do because they're being watched every single time, not just by the government, but by their own peers, community, people in their own house waiting for them to fail. Because the fact of the matter is, you know, when we hear the word prison, it, it's negative. It's, oh, shit, what the fuck did you do? You must have done something real bad. But what if I just had a bad case of luck? I remember reading a story of a woman similar to John Diaz, where she was hardworking. This is a computer technician, the kind of person who builds programs for a living. We ain't talking about somebody who... Just, you know, not that we want to critique, but I'm trying to demonstrate the level of education, right? She would have obviously had to go through a lot of training and education to do that. And so what would happen is, while well, she's toiling away at the software company, right, thinking that 
um, yeah, you know, I'm doing it all for me and my hubby. He was cheating on her and she killed him. She killed him. You know why? Because he was abusive to her. So you being abusive towards me and you cheating on me, is you serious? Now let's go back to, uh, what's her name? I think her name is Evelyn Lozada. She's on, um, that show, what was it? Basketball Wives or something. She was married to, um, what's his name to Chad, right? The footballer. Now, here's the thing. Nobody said domestic violence is okay, but colorism is real. Now, let me tell you something about Miss Evelyn. Miss Evelyn like to pick and choose when she black. You, you know about them people? You ever meet somebody like that? She, no, she tried for like 15 minutes to be Afro, Latinx, but, um, you know, nobody cared, right? Um, just to put it in perspective. So what happens is, um, she marries this guy, Chad. Um, I forget his last name, Ocho Cinco. Don't come for me. I'm not a big NFL person. I'm still kneeling with Cap. But what happens is, is that on the surface, they make this beautiful couple. She's Afro, Latinx. She's light skinned, beautiful hair, good hair. Let me say it right. The good hair. He's a dark skinned hood from the hood. He rose up from nothing. And now he's big in the NFL. But then the minute he marries her, his world comes crashing down. Now, even his own family said he doesn't have a history of any type of violence towards women. Even people who dated him before said that. He would end up, not saying domestic violence is right, but I find it funny how she calls the police and she talks about what he did, but she kind of forgot the part where you provoked him. Meaning, let me tell you all young ladies something as an older woman, right? Some of you all like to play some bullshit games with these young black and brown men that I'm not a fan of, right? You see the man doing something. I'm not saying to coward. Don't get me wrong, right? I never said you can't be a strong black woman. You just don't have to be abusive. Abusive is when you're playing mental mindfuck games, right? Abusive is when you decide to, quote, play fight with me, okay? Why you play fighting with me and you see me doing something? Like, especially if I'm handling something in the kitchen or you see me with my friends, right? Or let's not forget the emasculation that some of these women do. Come on now. And they do it. You don't need to be talking down to me in front of your friends or to prove a point. We could have conversations like civilized people, okay? You don't need to make it a production, right? Mind Fox, like, you're going to sit there and take all your cute pictures with you alone in it. So if you want to be by yourself, then go be by yourself. How about that? Listen, I'm an older head. I'm not with all the snap snap and all that shit. But some of y'all use this social media in some real vindictive ways, women. Y'all do. You do it. Right? You're accusing this one or that. But, you know, I say if you're throwing stone, your house must be real glass. Right. And I need my men to understand. I know that we just come out of COVID. I know everybody want to hug up again. Cool. I know you want to hug up with somebody. <laughs> but don't lose your masculinity behind it. And there's still ways to be a strong black man without being passive aggressive, neglectful. Right. Egotistic. You could do it. There's ways that you could be a partner and not, you know, not have to be mean and toxic to each other. You could do it. It takes work. Let's be real. All of us are stressed out. COVID just happened. The cost of living is ridiculous. I don't know about y'all, 
but it's expensive to be poor in Connecticut. It is really, right? So let's go back to Leona. So here's Leona, and her son gets put behind bars. Now he's at Sousa Barowinski. I get a call on Sunday, and my friend is crying. Nah, bro. Why? Because she put in for a visit with her child. And she followed protocol. Now, this has been, she hasn't been able to see her son. She had not been able to see him for 10 years. Completely denied her access. She, she reached out to legislators. She reached out to people she taught were her friends. See, this is what I'm saying. When people hear the word prison or facility, they get deaf. But let me tell you something about lawmakers. They get cute because they know what to do when the camera on, don't they? To talk about, yeah, we want to we wanna end this. Don't forget Kamala Harris. I'm going to let you all Google what Kamala Harris did, right? She was, she was a motherfucker. She's part of the reason why we have so many young and older and old black and brown people behind bars on some bullshit. Come on now. Let's be real, right? Now, taking that into account, we're all stressed out. The cost of living is ridiculous. That's if you even have a job. You see? Some of us trying to make a way out of nothing. Some of us trying to ease our pains in ways that we can't even afford. Stress will do that. Right? So I need you all to remember your self-care matters. And self-care doesn't have to be at an expensive spa. It could be as simple as Epsom salt and warm water on your feet. Trust me. It could be as simple as rest in peace listening to Santana, Samba Pati, right? But your mental wellness matters. So think about Leona, 10 years not being able to see her child who's mentally unwell and who in that 10 years somehow ended up with ripped cartilage. How would he do that to himself? Wait a minute. This is getting interesting, isn't it? Now, remember, Aaron was there. Aaron Hernandez was there. He was there at Susan Barowinski. Same thing. He had complaints, too. But you see, you know, people saw him. And again, here we go. We're quick to criminalize our own. We don't give a fuck. We don't give a fuck. We do it to our own. You know? I mean... Make it make sense, right? Sometimes you do. You do have to go that extra mile. You do have to say maybe maybe it could happen like that, right? Now, let me tell you about Carrie Hendricks. This is a black woman whose son is also at the same facility, Sousa Barowinski, okay? He ended up with a broken arm and leg. What the fuck is going on over there? Huh. So, in Leona's case, she followed protocol. She put in for her visit request because, of course, this is maximum um, security. Right? And so she has to do, you know, she has to follow a certain protocol, which she did. But let me show you some. She was also going to this visit to tell her son certain things about her health. So use the imagination what's going on here. So it was very important for her to have this visit because, you know, time is not on her side. Now, as part of that, and given the circumstance, 
and also because this happened on its own over the years in her advocacy, she would, you know, become close to a psychiatrist from the Netherlands or, you know, that's the background, who has a lot of experience with prison reform. Now, I want you to do your research on the Netherlands prison system so you could see how backward the United States of America is. Go to Norway. Look at Norway. And ask yourself, we had how many billions to send to Israel? We did that, but we couldn't do this. And you'll figure out why. As the late great Bob Marley said, emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our mind. And I want you to use that mentality when you look about at the prison population. Don't sit there and judge them. You don't know their background. You don't know the story. And more of all, you, you're not behind those bars. They're not as uh, beautiful as A&E and clean as place, you know, shows like A&E like to show them as. No, sir. No, ma'am. In Leona's case, she gets a call. Now, she was supposed to visit her son on, uh, I think it was on Monday, right? And, or Sunday, one of the two, I can't remember. It, a lot's been going on, so pardon me. And she will be back on this podcast to give more details. Trust that. Just tune on for it. Um, and to hear your friend cry on the phone, I don't know about you, that, that breaks my heart. And she told me what happened. And even though we were good friends, I hadn't known that her situation was this bad. Because this woman, this warrior in the movement, my God, this queen, this black queen, dedicated herself what started off as a cry for her son became a voice for those behind bars. On her show, Shed in Light Podcast, here's the beauty of it. She has a dial-in number on like this show. Why does that matter? Because prisoners could call in. So I think I know why they didn't want her to see her son. Do you? Mm. Now, because we are soldiers in the fight together, we are not supposed to see a fellow soldier down and just leave them there. Absolutely not. I said to her, do you know what a FOIA request is? No. I'll do it for you. You just relax. And by the way, don't worry, you'll get to see your son. She didn't think so. I don't know, CJ. I don't know. I don't know, CJ. You know, they, they, this never happened. I mean, just remember, she was waiting for 10 years. She hadn't been sleeping well. She was so excited. I know she gets told no. So obviously... She doesn't think the odds are on her side. Well, with the help of Allah, I penned a foyer. And nice and bright and early on Monday, she got a call. And she got a date and time. And let me tell you all some. For y'all who don't believe in the power of the people, then you're around the wrong people. Not all the power happens on TV like they like to, you know, make it seem and sound. If anything, the real action happens away from the white man's media. But that's why we call it the white man's media. And as Three Fifths pointed out before, that's why your support of parts like this is so important. And I cannot, cannot thank you enough for that. I truly, truly, truly appreciate it. Because it keeps us going in more ways than you know. Because let me tell you something. It's bad enough that most of our schools look like prisons. It really is. The amount of money that the United States sent to Israel could have gone to so many things, right? We have women who are struggling, doing things to themselves 
and, and families living in, in conditions that are irreparable. I mean, I can't even, okay? Mm -hmm. Most of all, we have schools that look like prisons. It's great mental preparation for what's to come. Why wouldn't our youth go to the streets if they already see what a penitentiary looks like? Real talk. Think about it. Mm -hmm. If I could make it through high school, what's jail? Seriously. You know, water fountains broken, right? Teachers don't have enough resources, don't have enough books. Then you had to pay for this and you had to pay for that. Your parents are already not working or they're barely making it. You're struggling as is. I don't know what America are the people living in, but that's the common story I hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some people don't even know if they even going to bother celebrating next week. They can't afford it. Seriously. Some people try to make the best of nothing, if that, if they have it. And then you turn the TV on, right? And it just frustrates you even more. Mm-hmm. Right? So if that's what's going on, picture what she was feeling like. Okay? Picture that. All of that plus, you haven't seen your son in 10 years. And now they're telling you you can't see him when you thought you was right there. And we took action. The people took action. And she got to see her boy. It was an emotional visit, as she told me. Of course, he was so happy to see her. You know, she was so happy to see him. But here's the weird part. So they're sitting there and they're visiting and she's telling him the news. I mean, like I said, use the imagination. She was very adamant about having this visit and very adamant about having the right people around her person, this person from the Netherlands, who also provided therapy over the phone to her son for many, many years, till you know, from then to current. So for her, um, it's really, was really important to have the right setup. So she finally gets to see her son. She's at Sousa Barowinski. And she's telling him the news about her health and she's trying to keep him calm as possible. Because I mean, look at the situation. Now, let me just tell you this about John. He hasn't had any strikes against his record while in jail. He actually shouldn't be in that section. He doesn't need that level of security. There's not that level of risk of harm. But somehow he ended up abused. Hmm, interesting. Now, while telling him her news, she held his hand. And the guards were like, no, you can't do that. Wait, what? Huh? No, she didn't hold it. Let me take that back. She just touched the top of his hand. Let me say it correctly. Just touch it. No sign of holding. Just picture somebody rubbing just the top of your hand right there. Not near your fingers. What the fuck? Seriously. But let me tell you why they do that. Let's look at where we're at. We're at the prisons. It's not what you saw in The Sopranos. You don't get to show up in high heels with all your jewelry on. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. They want to make sure you're in the kitchen. They want to make sure. I mean, you want to talk about who's in control. That's your setup right there. Okay? 
So as I said, let's be conscious of how we refer to those in prison. And especially if in a time like now, we're seeing what's happening in the world's biggest prison, Gaza. Just like our prisoners here, we have children not knowing what tomorrow is going to be like. You're hearing clanking sounds all the time, strange smells. Sometimes you get food, sometimes you don't. Sometimes the lights work, sometimes they don't. You have to know when lights out is. Sounds like prison to me. Only one way in, only one way out. And there's always guards telling you what to do. You know, for what she's done, you know, to not see a child for 10 years and still carry on and still help people through her podcast, she has been able to lift the voices of other prisoners who are being mistreated because we act like this does not happen, but it does. But as I started off saying, right? The problem in this shithole is we glorify the demise of black and brown people. And a nice show is to rip down our black and brown men. And the best place to do that is in prison. You could bring a man down to his knees there, literally. Literally. There are people who serve time and then when they come out, they purposely move as far away from it all because they don't want to remember. And you have to wonder why. But then we also have prisoners like Aaron Hernandez who take their own lives. What could possibly be going on that led you there? But as is the case with Aaron Hernandez, look at who he is, look at what he did. He had to be guilty. So you're telling me the prisoner who was eaten alive by bedbugs deserved that too? Or Carrie Hendricks' son deserved a broken arm and leg. The other inmates didn't do it. In fact, inmates tried to defend him, if anything. Right? But it's just like police brutality, isn't it? They cover for themselves. I told you all. If people knew, you notice they never really identified who was involved in January 6th. You ever ask yourself why? Hmm. Out here in Connecticut... <clears throat> One of the individuals involved in that attempted coup was so privileged enough, he thought it would be cool to go ahead and run for mayor. Ooh, that's interesting, isn't it? <clears throat> I think so. I think so. Meanwhile, <clears throat> excuse me, don't worry, I don't have COVID. It's just whatever's in the ear, me and my asthma stories. The point is, is that in this country, it is very normal to criminalize black and brown people. The problem is, is that we fight for our space and some of us get the place at the table, but we forget the rest of us. Let's be real. Let's be real. <coughs> or the other thing that happens a lot, particularly, is we don't believe in each other, right? Leona telling me her story and sharing with me the people she turned to. These are people she respected and nobody gave her the time of day. Mm -mm. It wasn't trending enough. It wasn't important enough. <coughs> Excuse me. It wasn't beneficial enough. 
you know? It wasn't, it just was not. We do this to each other. We don't support each other well. That was one of the first things I had to get used to in this country. The mean nature in this country. That's part of the mental slavery, the kill or keep be killed. The survival of the fittest, the Darwinism. You know, that's one of the key ingredients to white supremacy, in case you didn't know. And that's why the prison system is so interesting. Because that's Darwinism at its finest. You got to survive that shit. Not everybody has the power, place, and privilege to have a clean cell, you know. Mm -hmm. Not everybody has the power, place, and privilege to even get visits from their loved ones or letters or any kind of communication. And actually... If you were to do a little digging into Sousa Barowinski, you would find out that Leona's position is not that uncommon. That if anything, that's one of those prisons where they really abuse power. So if you're interested in getting involved or you have questions or you want to know what we could do next, how you can help, feel free to email us, blackbrownunited at gmail.com. Get involved. We need some justice for John Diaz. Given what's going on and knowing that he doesn't have anything incriminating enough on his record to prevent this, Leona would like him to move to a different facility because what's happening right now, she has to like, for example, on Sunday, if she had left the house 15 minutes earlier had, like she had originally planned to, she would have already been traveling towards his location. Now, she, her vision isn't the greatest, so she tries to get day visits. Please, people, please, let's help her, right? We could do this. And how you could do that, you can call or email the Attorney General, Andrea Campbell. Her number is 617-727-2200. And the Sousa Barowinski Correctional Center, 978 five one six five zero zero right have these conversations right you can also take it a step further if you're feeling jiggy with it contact governor maura healy 413-784-1200 as well as lieutenant governor kim driscoll 617-725-4005 because this is the story you know about. What about the ones who have no voice? Hmm. Also, you can contact Kristen Clark, the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights. She's the commissioner for the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights. The number there is 202-376-7700. I hope that you take the time to do this. And I also hope that if you'd like, you could help us in our Freedom of Information request action. We submitted one and we plan to follow up with it because we have questions. Because here's the thing with Sousa Barowinski. They highlight what they want you to think of the character of the prisoners, the, the main character of these prisoners to be. Okay? For a reason. When Aaron Hernandez, and nobody ever said he was whatever, we're talking about humanity here. He was found hanging at 3 a.m., I think it was. But there are inmates, as Leona would find out through her advocacy, 
who called into her show to say that's not what happened, right? Now, here's the other thing that your beloved right-wing white media did. They made sure, as they always do, to portray the negative side, they amplified that side of Aaron. So your, your mind was focused on, well, you know, he really did do that. You know, nobody said he didn't do that. But where's the humanity? That's what we're saying. Where's the humanity? Does he not get a right to get certain access as well? When are we going to get tired of the crumbs? That's what I want to know. Because that's what they give us. Let me tell you some. Some people have the nerve, the absolute nerve, to say with a straight face that, um, you know, there needs to be more to happen at Gaza. They're, they're piping it up. Um, I don't know if you knew this. First of all, the United States is not financially in a position. They should not have been sending money to Israel. Just to go over to another prison real quick. But more so, um, in terms of operational capacity, they're not in a condition to go to war. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Who are they going to recruit? More and more young people are saying that they don't want to serve because they want to know the conditions first. And I don't know what you've been watching, but many young people are calling for a ceasefire, right? So one of the things you could do to help with that prison is to help with the boycotts. Now, on our page, we have a list of companies. There's a link under, and it will be posted when this is posted in the description. All right, I'm going to add that now. You know, there's different companies you could boycott. Now, I know the holiday is around the corner. I get it. The main ones are McDonald's, Coca-Cola, Starbucks, Disney, Pepsi in particular. The reason why is because those in particular have been sending like snacks and, you know, drinks in, in terms of the refreshments that they have, right, um, to Israel. They've been supporting the genocide, okay, and glorifying it. You have to understand something. Nobody's talking about the Islamophobia. You see the right-wing media perpetuating the anti-Semitism, right? But where's the voice for the Muslims? This is not okay. At the same token, where's the voice for the prisoners? It's not okay. So I invite you to join our calls to action. I invite you to write a freedom of information request. If you don't know how to write one, you don't know what it looked like, feel free to look at the one we wrote in regard to this situation at Sousa Barawinski. Check it out. It's on, face, on our pages on Facebook and Instagram. When this episode is published, if you, if you don't know how to find us, you can check out our link tree. It will take you right there. But it's really important to write this freedom of information request, right? Because we need answers. We need to know why so many people have been denied their right to see their loved ones at this facility. And also, why are our inmates showing up injured? Lockdowns are happening for real interesting reasons. These are things we need to question. This could be somebody you know. This could be somebody you love that this is happening to. But, you know, they're not going to say nothing to you because, again, we're so good at criminalizing the incarcerated. Right? Like, if you Google Aaron Hernandez, I guarantee you the first two page, 
the first two page, you'll see all kinds of stuff about how evil he was and very little about what was going on there. There's no secret with Aaron Hernandez when he was at Sousa Barawinski that his mental health declined. What? Hmm. They said, they said he sounded upbeat in his final prison call before the suicide. Huh. But when they first published it, okay, because remember, you're Hernandez. Um, he was convicted of killing one person. He was cleared of two. He had a whole story with him, you know. But the point was, you know, his mental health was a focus because of they wanted to show this person who was proud of what he did. See, this is what they do, right? Nobody said what he did was right. I'm just saying, y'all, we need to start getting uncomfortable with the stigmatization and criminalization and tokenization of our people. This is why I started off today by saying, represent your cause. Don't let the gringos, the white saviors run through and tell you, oh, I could do it better. That kind of Karen ass shit, they could take it back where they found it. Don't forget Columbus showed up and told the indigenous people he would help them and you see where that went. Then he went back to Africa and he told them, no, I'll, I'll, I'll take you to get wealth and riches. I don't know where you was at, but using imagination and how that went. So actually the prison system and it's how it's been used to manipulate black and brown people is as old as slavery and even before that, okay? So your solidarity on this is really, really important and greatly on behalf of Leona, thank you, right? She needs the support, okay? I know it's hard times, I know it's trying times, we're there with you, but that's why we gotta hold each other together. We're not the same but we can still support each other, right? If you're white and you want to use your privilege, this is one of those times where you could really run through and you could really, you know, use your privilege in a useful way. See, I have no problem with white people being helpful. I have a problem when they try to take over what we have going on, which is what they do. That's that power and control. Power, place, and privilege are the three main ingredients to white supremacy. So when a white person shows up and they want to act madder than me, like, I, I got to tell you, let me just rant on this for a second. What tickles me pink is the white people who get more mad about police brutality than me. Or they get more mad about a racist political system or Republicans or Donald Trump than me. You could get mad. I didn't say you couldn't. But when it comes to what has happened to my community and to me, you can't get more mad than me. Our lived experiences matter. They build their white saviorism on it. Know that. They do that, right? And what we have to do is take our power back. And part of that is doing things like standing in solidarity with people like Leona and helping her story be shared, submitting that FOIA, making that phone call. Help this sister. Think about it. She knows she's not expecting him to be free. She just wants him to be um, moved to a facility that's closer so she could actually visit him. She has vision problems, so it's hard for her to go at night. Her safety matters, right? Let's show this sister what community looks like and let's show up for her because she's been showing up for a lot of voiceless people for many, many, many years. And she don't get paid for that. Mm -mm. If anything, the losses she has encountered by far outweigh anything else. And she doesn't talk about that either. 
Because you see, to her, this is her life mission. And she's done all this work for other people. Carrie Hendricks, sitting here, thinking that her son is okay, thinking that, you know, we're going to figure this out. We're going to, all these different things. And then he shows up with a broken arm and leg and nobody has answers, but they told her that the facility at Susan Barra Whiskey was on lockdown though. Why are we okay with facilities like Susan Barrowinski and others abusing our black and brown people? Hmm? It's bad enough that in our communities, we do not amplify the need for or talk about enough mental wellness. You know why? Because we can't relate it because the providers don't look like us. That's why. Same goes for, you know, uh, substance misuse uh, services or mental health services. I don't really care for the term mental health. I prefer mental wellness. It's friendlier to me, right? But the point is, is that unknowingly, we don't get those checkups that we need because we never had the opportunity. Our parents were working or they didn't have insurance or something. That's how it goes. You see what I'm saying? So we could help each other. We're not the same, but we could still help each other. And I'm telling you, it, it's it's a hell of a thing. Giving is so much better than receiving. Your blessings will come by doing this for her. Trust and know that. Okay? Now, before we tune out for, night, for tonight, I hope you can stick around and join me in a moment of silence for Gaza and all the prisoners across the world especially those who are serving time for bullshit, you know, and others who are suffering in silence and imprisonments they can't even talk about. Oh Allah, hear the cries of the poor. Give us the hope, give us the strength, give us the resilience. Give us our freedom back. Help us and remind us that we are never alone when you are there. I mean, let me tell you some, I can't thank you all enough for your continued empowerment, encouragement, and support. It means so, so, so much. Thank you so much for continuing to like, share, and subscribe. We truly, truly appreciate it. We're not gonna stop talking about John Diaz. Hashtag justice for John Diaz. We're gonna help Leona and we're gonna do it together. Well, I don't know if anybody reminded you, but you're amazing. Just in case you needed to hear, you're awesome, and we believe in you. Feel free to reach out. That's all for now. Fist up, smile on. Peace. CJ.